everybody. Welcome to Speaking It Real. Intro was short, no commercials. I'm going to tell you like this, this show came on a whim. Because it was one of those where I thought about it, I didn't know if I was going to do it. I was iffy, iffy, and you know what? My boy, Ovi One from the HHW show, came to save the day. Hey, man, I appreciate you inviting me, man. I'm like, like I said, it was... Me and and Hector, the other co-host of HHW show, we were like, uh, "Is Frank around, man? What, what's going on?" You know, I was like, you know, I, I had a, a a lot of topics to discuss, and I, I wanted to share with you, and and then uh, next thing you know, I was like, "Hey, let's do this!" So it's pretty amazing how fast we could get on the on the mic and, and start talking. I for sure. Listen, I'm telling you, I got home. Came upstairs a minute. I did a couple of things on the computer. I went downstairs. I left my phone back here on this bed. It's a mess. I know, mom. If you if you watch, yes, mommy. No, it's a la cama. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I ate dinner. I came upstairs. I had Elizabeth. She's like, "What are you doing? You're not gonna come down here." I said, "I think I think I might do a podcast. I don't know yet." But going upstairs, I make up an excuse. I come up. I look at my phone, and there's Ovi Muniz yeah. sending me messages. <laughs> So I was like, hey, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, topic for today, we were talking about pedestrians, man, like getting hit by cars and stuff. And then uh, another another topic, uh, Alec Baldwin being charged with involuntary manslaughter. And the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, like they, they inducted someone in there. And it's left question as if that person is deserving. Are there others that that deserve better? I mean, what's going on in, in, in that side of the house? And even in all major sports, like how is it that how they select these these worthy Hall of Famers to be and you know part of the elite of all time? So, but first, let's let's talk about the pedestrians here. So recently, here in my local area. Uh, early in the morning, there was two people riding on an electric bike, and uh, apparently they got hit by a car. Okay, and the streets were closed and everything. Both those people are in stable condition as I speak. Uh, and again, this has happened at, at uh, early in the morning, five fifty. This is before school starts and stuff. That and all those heavy traffic, and uh, this, but but this is not the first time. This is not a shocker. It's a shocker. To know that almost every day there's a pedestrian getting hit by a car. And, and, and you realize we never used to hear pedestrians getting hit, you know, but it seems like this is a, a constant. And not so long ago, within a, a couple of months, uh, there was two that were crossing the street and they got killed. So and it's like every day there's always a traffic accident that caused major uh, delays. And majority of it now are, are like, if it's not wrong way, on incidents on the highway, it's pedestrians getting hit. So when's enough is enough? What can we do to improve so that way it's be safe for the pedestrians to cross the street? I see that you're showing your cell phone uh, on there, and uh, you're right. I think that is the the number one reason is the cell phones. You know, and uh, listen, like it's it's unbelievable. Like you you know your duty when you're behind the wheel when you're moving. You got to pay attention to the road. 
Yeah, but you know what, man? It's not always the driver. In most cases, it is because if you're following the speed limit, you're watching your awareness, you know, and I'm guilty sometimes, you know, I would look down just to find my tunes and stuff like that, even on the radio, you know, it doesn't necessarily be the cell phone, you know, you want to change it up or whatever. And, you know, we get lazy, especially with all this technology to Bluetooth everything in your car. So that way, you know, your controls are on the steering wheel, but a lot of people love to text, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, pretty simple. Let's look at another one is on the highway. I've witnessed people with their heads down and I count one, two, three. I'm like, damn, this guy's more concentrated on the text. He's not looking up. You're on the highway. You're going 60, 65, maybe all the way to 80 miles per hour. You know what I mean? A one second and boom, you're done. You know, but then in the town, you're right. You know, yes, pedestrians sometimes jailwalk a lot, you know. But if you're paying attention on the road, you know when to stop. Correct. Yeah, but all right. So since you mentioned cyclists, right? So mm-hmm. you said two people were hit that are riding electric bikes, right? Now, I don't know the whole story. Of right, who, right, right. Cause, but the thing is, is that that's just a one example, right? And again, uh, there's, there's been fatalities. You know, people speeding and stuff like that. And majority of the time, sometimes is they're under the influence, which is pretty ridiculous. And, you know, you could tell also they're under influence when they run away because there's been a lot of hit and runs. And that's escalating here. So uh, your point was you wanted to say was the pedestrian. You got to watch out with the pedestrians because sometimes they could be guilty. Look, I, I see it all the time here, right? We have here in Miami a huge bike population, okay, where you have these cyclists that compete and they're always riding out here in the streets. They have their own lane, okay? We have an actual bike lane in some parts of the city, all right, which could fit about two bikes, but there's times where you see three, four, five, six bikes, and it's leading into the lane where the cars are at. So then the, the car, the guy that's driving obviously has to slow down and stay behind these bikes until they decide that, okay, you know what? Let me get back in my lane. If not, guess what? You'll stay stuck there. Now, the cyclists, some of them don't care about the rules, don't care about the cars behind them because the way they see it is I have the right of way because I'm a cyclist and I'm a human being. So I should not get hit. And that is where there's a problem. That is where there's the problem. If you have your lane, stay in your lane. Now that you come out of your lane and you want to get back in because you want to pass the guy in front of you, by all means do it. But get back in your lane. Don't don't assume that the person behind you, the car behind you, is going to see you. Because you know what? They don't. They don't. So also, you know, the, us as drivers, we have to watch out for them, yes. But the cyclists also have to be careful, too. And that's where they're not. Understandably, but there's one key that you just said, right? Is like they got to slow down. But if they're not paying attention, how do you know that you know when to slow down? Because they're not paying attention to what's going on on the road. You know, again, when you got pedestrian crossing the street, 
there's no reason why pedestrians are getting hit by cars. It's just I, I, unless somebody ran out of out, 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 you know out of nowhere and then get hit, I could understand. Like, hey, big dummy, you went across, you were running across the street without looking both ways. Boom, gotcha. But it's been too many. And too many, and the cause of it is one: either you're under the influence, or you're on your damn cell phone, and you don't know how to put that cell phone down. And there's laws, and I got a feeling, you know, what my gut tells me is, is that they they need to stricken the, the the law a little bit more. Okay, situation. I'm gonna tell you. See if you agree or disagree. That if the investigation finds that you're at fault because you were using a device. I think they, they should uh, issue all suspensions on your driver's license. I completely agree with that. I mean, look, I'm one that I have. There's times where I drive and I have my device with me, you know, but this is the thing. And this is where that that loophole, if they were to do that, there, there's a loophole there because we use our devices also as a GPS. Right. But the GPS also talks to you. Correct. You know but, what I'm saying? Yeah. Now but, you got you have your display on in front of your dash. The newer cars got displayed, so you can see where you're going. Right. Well, right? none of my cars yeah. have that. Then you have mounts. The mounts could be mounted in there. You could put it on your dashboard. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's tools, there's accessories that could benefit you from you looking downwards or looking down somewhere that keeps your eyes off the road. Right. Just saying. Now I'm looking at, at that e bike accident though. Was that a hit and run though? Uh to be honest with you, I know that was not a hit and run. They didn't they didn't say it was a hit and run. Okay, no, I I, I was just asking because I'm looking I I, I I was kind of just reading it and they're asking whoever I witnessed the accident to please call officer, blah 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 blah. Right, but they would have said the headline like there was a hit and run, but they want more witnesses because most of these cars sometimes got cameras, so that way they can see all angles. It must be that area they don't have a camera, so they could replay and see what's going on. Right, 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 right. I I could understand that, but like I said, that's probably the only thing. I'm sure we get updated, you know, tomorrow because the incident happened this morning. Surprisingly, we don't have more information right now, but uh, usually they'll say something like the driver stayed in the area more to follow or something. Right, so, right. Right. I mean, I was reading it. I can't listen to you and that other thing at the same time. So but the fun well it's yeah. not funny. But another incident that happened not probably a week ago was in the same town. Uh there was a guy that was stealing a car and he went on a stealing car rampage. And the last car he stole at the same time they were getting chased, he stole a police car in that town. And uh, the police officers fired at him. He got wounded, I think, in a leg area, and he crashed into a building, into a diner. Nobody got hurt. So that was luck. But, uh, again, it's just a lot of craziness going on, man. It really I, is. There is a lot. There's, yeah. I mean, it's a constant. I mean, you mentioned wrong way accidents, you know, where – there's um there's a website here right that people go on mm-hmm. and it's broadcasted it's actually called only in date right which is miami Dade county which is where i live in and let me tell you there's people that shoot videos 
and you see wrong way drivers on the highway. It's, you know, it's a miracle that there's not more accidents like that, you know, but there, there's a lot here. And, uh, I think, uh, a year ago during the summer, there was a fatality of the guy was going wrong way and six people got killed, you know, four and one to the other. And of course that impact you're going 80 miles per hour versus another car that's probably similar and they crashed with each other. I mean, when they showed the video clip, of course, the camera is far away from the scene. They tried to zoom in and it looked like somebody ironed the car out. You know, it's bad already. Oh, for you know sure. Bad. Um, but it, here they got a, uh, uh, statistics that uh, from 2010 to 2015, there were fewer than 50 pedestrian fatalities in a year. Okay. Since then, it's been from 2016 to 2021, it's been greater than 65 fatalities for pedestrian uh accidents. Okay. And that's not that's not covering whether or not it's hit and run or not. But uh as of late, and we've only been in, in the new year since uh 25 days, right? That uh there's been a lot of hit and run accidents. So all that to me in my opinion right or my assumption is that the person was under an influence they didn't want to get caught you know but regardless of the situation and i tell everybody around me if you get to an accident man stay where you at whether it's your fault or not somehow some way you know it's it's a lesser degree punishment or you can still get away with it or whatever it is um that you remain at the scene you know my father always said, man, just keep your mouth closed, man. Let them do what they got to do because one word could, could change you know, the outcome. Unfortunately, your dad's right. Sometimes you just got to, hey, look, we had an accident. That's it. Some just states, they don't care. Closed. Some states be like, there's no no fault clause. You just deal with the situation. Right. Right? So, well, I'll tell you this. The state of Florida and 2021 I haven't I got the, the late I'm still looking for the latest one so was the second most pedestrian deaths okay and mm -hmm. the total they had 899 pedestrian accidents that's a lot that's too many that's a lot that's too many so again it's like what are we doing you know, and, and, and of course, here in Connecticut, it takes an act of Congress to to get a driver's license. It's different than when I was 18 years old. You know, when I got mine, all you had to do is pay a fee, take the test and drive and prove yourself that you could drive. Now it's like you have to uh, purchase a permit. Then you have to purchase this, purchase that. And then all of a sudden now you take the test. It's like there's so much money to be spent just to get a driver's license. Okay. And then, like, uh, after that, it's like, okay, everyone got a license, but where is the repercussion? Is is it is it always about money, you know, that of, you know, citations, whatever, pay your fee for doing whatever? I think the punishment has to be harder. And now things are more dangerous on the streets now because no one's really obeying the speed limit. No. You know, it, it, look, I know I'm speeding. In the state of Connecticut, 
the average speed is 65 miles per hour. Okay. And, and, and the reason being is that you got Essex on the left and on the right. So, you know, like people always changing lanes, which is different, especially in the state of Texas, that majority of the highways, the exit is always on the right-hand side. Correct. Right? Out, out here, majority of the exits are on the right-hand side. Which makes sense because the slow lane goes on the right side. You're going to slow down to the ramp to get there, which is totally not so much here in the state of Connecticut. So, you know, got it. Understand. However, why is it that people are just average? And I'm saying average because I drive and commute every single day. I am going 75. So if the car is going faster than me, I'm like, I only could imagine one number his dial is saying right now. I'm doing, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like here on, on the Florida Turnpike, the speed limit 70 miles an hour. I'm doing about 80. And let me tell you, I still got clowns. Okay, and those are the ones that you know that they're not doing 85. They're not doing 90. They're doing at least 95 to 100. When they fly right by you like that and you're and you're doing 80, 85 miles an hour and they fly, mm -hmm. you know that they're really flying. They're hauling ass. Hands down. You know, so, I mean, speeding tickets out here are, are expensive. Yeah, but, but it, it's know. expensive, but is it is it doing something? That's the thing. Uh, is the is giving citations and get them to court is it is it is it solving the problem i feel like that's still not good enough look man um i've been driving since i've been 18 years old all right for a long time i paid miami-dade county tickets okay they have a point system here if you end up with 12 points on your license in one year you get your license suspended mm -hmm. for six months, I believe. I'm not sure how long it is. If you end up, no, until the points come off. There it is. In a two-year period, 24 points. Three years, 36 points, right? Because I think after three years, your points start coming down. Um, needless to say, when I moved back to Miami, from Texas, that I had a Texas driver's license, which I don't know how I got it. You don't know how you got your Texas license? Because my Florida driver's license was suspended. I should not have. So they did not. They didn't connect when you got your license. They did it. Mm -hmm. So. And so what year I, was this though? This was. Nineteen ninety something, right? Ninety eight. No, 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 no. This was like two thousand one, two thousand two, around there. Mm, okay. Um, excuse me. And uh, but see, you suspect though. Yo, for and I'm sure. gonna tell you why. You had to apply, and they asked you the question: Had you had a previous license from another state? And Did I you said fill yes. That out? Okay. I told them yes, and I even gave them my license. You sure about that? Yeah. I gave Come him on, my man. license. You some shady guy, man. I know you. <laughs> shady. <laughs> no, no, no shady here, man. I um but <laughs> but when I came back to Miami, mm -hmm. I had I, I took a job that they required me to drive. I had to get a Florida driver's license. Mm. 
I got my license. They told me that I had it suspended, but my points came down because it was suspended by points. Right. So I was able to get a license. Needless to say, I got a ticket a couple weeks later. What you do? Speeding? Oh, yeah. Learned your lesson. Nah, man. And um, I got a ticket. My license was suspended. And I had to wait till the other points on my license came down because I, I had 12 points. So is your license active now? Oh, my. Right now, according to the state of Florida, I think my driver's license even has a thing that says safe driver on it. Your ass ain't even safe driver. Get out of here. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm a good driver. I'm a good driver. You're a good driver. You got to pull it out to prove it. <laughs> you see, look, it even says it right here. I'm going to pull it out here so you can see. It says safe driver. Uh-huh. And you had long hair? Or is yeah, that the shadow? Hair. No, no, I had long hair. No, I took a picture once, and it looked like I had long hair. And I was like, no, that was a shadow because, ah, oh, look at hair. you. All right. How long here? Yeah. So, and how long know, is your license? What do you mean, how long? Well, how long does it take to expire? Oh, let's see. This one I got. This one expires next year, twenty twenty four. So I've is it like every four years, every five years? No, I got this one in twenty sixteen. Oh, so about okay. every eight years, more or less. Because I know in Arizona, is like sixty years or so. So I like, mean, I they don't think, have to renew it. I think you should be renewing your license at least on a one to two year, on like a two to three year basis. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you suspect It keeps right you now. in check. It keeps you in check, man. I mean, well, over here you have an option. There's there's the different price for amount of years. I think the most is eight years. Mm -hmm. So you pay like seventy two dollars for a light to renew your license. So. um but at the same time, you know, you're right. I think we have similar point systems. You know, a certain amount they they suspend you. But when you when you're dealing with uh, with a vehicle accident, right, and you're causing, you know, hurt, and depending on the investigation, if you're at fault, you know, you you're a high risk. You're automatically a high risk. I think there has to be something that says, dude, maybe not a year, but maybe one, two months, maybe three months of suspension to be like, look. Or maybe you automatically go back to uh, defensive driving and do it all over again. Well, what they do here at times mm -hmm. where you get your ticket and you have an option to go to traffic school. So you don't get the points. And you technically, you're not paying the ticket, you're paying traffic school, but you end up paying more than what your ticket is anyways. Because mm. traffic school is expensive. So you're going to do those four-hour courses. All right. And it's all, you know, it's, I think it's like four hours. And then it, then you, you do that, you turn it in and you get your points taken off. Gotcha. But your car insurance still goes up though. Well, how about this idea? But yeah, when your accident is, yeah, of course insurance goes up, but how about this idea? Should there be a, a technology on cell phones to where it motions how the speed that you're going that automatically disables any communication. 
Now, some phones yes. do have that because you could program it that you're on the road, you can't text, right? But you can still disable it and still mess around with your phone. Should it be automatically to where it recognizes the, the amount of speed that you're going to automatically disable your phone? Man, that's a catch-22. Unless you're only allowed to make an emergency phone call. Correct. You touched it, 911, what's your emergency? think they could do that. I think uh, now would that raise concern of other people like complaining, you know, protesting and be like, oh no, you can't do that, and blah 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 blah. Or is it really the matter of fact the goal is the safety of everyone that's traveling on the roads? What what how would that be prioritized? What kind of world are we living in nowadays? Okay. If you don't like the smell of my fork, you're gonna go protest. Okay? They got him over here, man, because you're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but but think about it, okay? We 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 are in a, we're in times where people you know people speak up, which is great, but you you protest for everything, so there will be a protest. Oh no, I don't want AT and T to do this because you're violating my rights as a consumer because mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going to be you know so at, at the end of the day yeah i i think that's something that could be done but people are going to think that it's wrong because you're controlling people now so explain that one how are you gonna you know I would like to hear other viewers if they're watching to uh, you know say you know what's what's their what's their impression and even if it's after the show is like what's your idea is that a good idea for um cell phone companies to add that feature that's automatically at a certain speed that it automatically shuts down you know like disabled until you slow down like for example if you if the phone recognizes you're going over 20 miles per hour right disabled and then when you slow down then it turns back on again well i would tell you that it, i think it should be if you hit fi- 10 to 15 miles an hour you know why because you got school zones school zones out here are 15 miles an hour right i think that's, i think that's everywhere right you, i mean you just got to slow down i've right. seen some places for school zones are 25 miles an hour but if that if that's ever going to be done, you know what? It needs to be done in in a school zone, especially. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I agree with you there. I agree know, with you there. I, I like I'm I'm super cautious on on a on a school zone. I make sure that on a school zone, I'm not on my phone. I mean, granted, do I drive? There's times where I'm looking at my phone. Okay, all right, let's go and go. You know, but I'm going to also tell you what happened. Something just came to mind. There's people watching TV on their phone. Yeah, I put it on. I got, I got, I got my app, my TV app on my phone, and instead of listening to the radio because I hear the same old stuff, you know, and I'm like, well, let me hear it on my speakers, on uh, what what they're saying, all these talk shows and stuff, you know, because I feel like they're more up to speed than when I'm listening to a a streaming app service to where you know like for example espn radio well 
If I just I don't want to hear about basketball, whatever. I just want to hear about football. Well, let me turn that on to the NFL Network, and I'm listening in while I'm driving. You know, because technically they they do both radio right. and television, right? So, but yeah, you're right. Absolutely, you could watch movies, videos, or whatever it is. So yeah, like again, there's a lot of distraction going on to where. If you're keeping your eyes off the road, you're more likely going to get into an accident. And we need to stop that because there's too many people getting killed, man. But speaking about getting killed, uh, you know, like celebrity court cases, man, everyone wants to chime in on what's going on. Well, one in particular, you know, got my attention. And the most notable one was Alec Baldwin's case and where they're trying to prosecute him into involuntary manslaughter because of the fact that during the film of shooting a movie, uh, he had a gun that was not supposed to be loaded and he shot um, someone and that person got killed. And uh, now they're trying to take him to court. And um, man, it's I, I, I'm, I'm curious because I've never been an actor. I never been in a set and you and I were former military. So we know exactly what we need to do whenever we have a weapon in our hand. The first thing we do is ensuring that the weapon is cleared. But when it comes to a celebrity that they gave him a weapon, which is supposed to be fake, but yet the person gets killed. Is he really at fault? Is he responsible? Who is really responsible? Who is at fault here? Well, in my complete opinion on this, the person at the fault is the armor. The person that gave him the gun. They have they have an armor on the set. Because I mean they they use the re- they use real guns mm-hmm. mainly because they're using blanks. Right. All right, because you, you still you know for whatever movies they're doing or whatever shows, you still want the bang. Right? Mm-hmm. Now the pro the issue here comes in is if the armor gives you the firearm right you're automatically assuming that it's safe to shoot because they're giving it to you with blanks mm-hmm. so e- either way if he gets it and he clears it a blanks that have come out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm I'm figuring that when he grabbed that gun, he pulled the trigger. Of course he's gonna pull it because he that's just that that's what he was supposed to do. I, I, maybe I, I he was just showing off and be like, hey, you know, like boom boom, like trying to be, you know, Mr. Cowboy or something like that. No, we all it, go through that, right? Oh, it's a toy, so no one gets hurt. You see, it's Baldwin was holding a gun during a rehearsal when it was discharged. Mm-hmm. So they were they were rehearsing the that um that sequence of that the particular movie. scene, right? Right, that scene, right, that you know? segment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, bang! It's kind of it's. I think it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough situation, asked. right? But again, like how, how would let's, let's change the scenario? Would that be any different if I had a gun and accidentally fired it in my house and somebody got hurt? 
what will happen to me? But it's different. How is it different? different? I'm going to tell you what the, what the difference is that. The difference is that you know that your gun has real bullets in it. Mm-hmm. The gun that, that Alec Baldwin had was not supposed to have real bullets in it. But shouldn't they all have training before they went on the set? That that's that that's what what bothers me is like you just I don't know it's just you just give me a gun I'm gonna use this boom like shouldn't everyone be like I mean look this is year two thousand the incident happened in two thousand twenty two right so mm-hmm. at, at this day and age shouldn't they already have like some type of training a uh, class before they start doing this movie set you know what I mean like I don't know how that works but um. Somebody has to be guilty. Somebody has no one could get away. Somebody got killed. Somebody respond. Somebody has to take that responsibility. Should I mean, it be? Should it be Baldwin? No, I, I, I really think that he should not take the responsibility on that because again, it's they went. Hey, here you go. It's ready to go. The person giving him that firearm is the one that needs to take responsibility. Not him. He has to take responsibility because of the, of the laws in New Mexico on how they set, on how on, on how they're set up. But I don't think he he's at fault here because did he pull the trigger? Yes, he did. But he pulled it. Why? He was given a firearm. I said, "Here you go. It's ready to go." That was not supposed to have live bullets. Okay, the person that gave him the firearm is the one. That needs to be held 100% accountable. Because you know what? If you cannot tell the difference between an actual bullet and a blank, you got problems. I think for Alec Baldwin's case, I think he he knows more because he's a veteran actor. He's played movie roles with guns before. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know... You should sense a red flag, and I think that they were careless. And there's been um, reports that uh, they've been careless. There was a lot of uh, safety violations throughout filming this movie. Um, another thing that popped out was both Baldwin and another person, Gutierrez Reed, have denied the potential charges. And uh, the assistant director is taking a plea deal uh, to accept that punishment. Uh, and then the other one is people are criticizing Baldwin because he went on television uh, to explain. So supposedly he was defending himself before the public opinion. Now, that public opinion bullet right there really bothers me because, and this this day this day and age is like you you're many you're automatically guilty and you got to prove your innocence, right? You're all. You're supposed to be yeah, yeah. innocent until proven guilty. But this day and age, you're guilty you're right. until you're proven as innocent. Mm-hmm. So I like I'm a little bit bothered on, on this matter. And, and again, if it was one of us in that situation, we'd be arrested. We'd be in jail already. Maybe no, got to get bailed or something, and then wait for trial. You know, depending on the on the level. I just still that it's double standards, man. Honestly, somebody got killed. Somebody's got to be responsible. I'm sorry. Okay. It is. My complete opinion on this Uh is Gutierrez Reed is the one that needs to be responsible for it. He's the armor. 
Okay, think about it. If you're in the military, the armor gives you something. He's he he is that final check before you get it. Make sure that it works. Make sure that it's right. If it fails to shoot for any single reason, whose fault is it? Yours or his? You're gonna say it's his, but in my in my opinion, I think. Again, if you're in that scenario where you're using a gun, you know, you should already got training. You should inspect. I'm sorry. It's just I feel like everyone that has their hands on it should have that, that, that type of training. And the lady that died, her name was uh, Helena Hutchins. Correct. Right. She's a cinema, uh, cinematographer. So um, I wonder, I, you know. Oh, the I, incident happened in 2021. My bad. It wasn't in 22, 2021. Okay, so mm -hmm. I wonder what her husband's stand or her widow stance is on this now because I know, I know that Baldwin and him had conversations, and they were pretty peaceful. You know, so I wonder. I you know, but go figure. I mean, it's one of those where it's it, not supposed yeah. to happen that way. Absolutely. You know. you know, people have feelings and then that later on they'll have different feelings. So um I'm 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 hopefully that they get to the bottom of this and they don't prolong this. I feel like this is gonna be a trial and I feel like all this media is gonna have that attention. So I'm prepared also for all my channels to be fulfilled with Alec Baldwin. You know, and yeah, you know, I, I also got a feeling on the other side of this that former uh, President Trump is probably going to be laughing his ass off on him because of all the stuff that he had to go through, him mocking him and everything else. So, uh, that's a carnival for him. But um, another another uh topic that we can move on is the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now there is a new member in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and he is no other than Scott Rowland. Uh, yesterday he was inducted, uh, was announced that he will be inducted into the baseball hall of fame. And that happens during the summertime, but he made his percentage. He, he got over 75% of the votes. So congratulations to him. But the thing is, is that was he really the deserving person to be in the hall of fame? Now, when you look at his numbers, his numbers are just like an average baseball player. All right. Uh, yeah, he has some gold gloves. He, he uh, made it to the All-Stars and stuff like that. But this is the type of guy that really didn't like. He wasn't the MVP of anything. He wasn't the MVP in the playoffs. He hasn't even won the World Series. Um, but was he the deserving one? And, 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 it, and there's a lot of people um, that I feel like is deserving. But uh, the baseball writers will make it seem like you know, because of the steroids, because of the PEDs and stuff like that, that um, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I'm going to take that back. He was a World Series champion back in 2006 uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but again, it's like compared to the rest of the guys that are on the list, was he really one better than them? For And in my, my first words I say is Manny Ramirez. You know, during his prime, you know, even before he became a Boston Red Sox, he played for the Cleveland Indians. This dude was sharp, man. All his numbers are greater than Scott Rowland, but they won't pick Manny Ramirez because one, he's been 
you know, he has been suspended because of PED. You know what I mean? Um, but they won't pick him. Well, look, let's 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 do this. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, I'm not much of a baseball guy, mm-hmm. and we know that, okay. But I can tell you that right off the bat, I know who Gary Sheffield is. I know who Carlos Beltran is. Okay, I obviously I obviously know who Alex Rodriguez is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've heard of Andy Pettit before. Oh okay. wait, hey, watch, watch this! I, I'm glad you mentioned Andy Pettit. So watch this. I w- had a conversation with Hector from the HHW show. He's uh-huh. a big Yankee fan. I'm a big Red Sox fan, and my biggest fear always is that whenever we went against the Yankees, that was the pitcher that you didn't want to play against because uh-huh. this guy would shut you down. Okay, and I tell you what, this guy is the most deserving. This guy has been in the play. He's played. 44 games in the playoffs. He's also won four World Series for the New York Yankees. Okay. How you not put him in the Hall of Fame? The number speaks volume. Why not you not voting him? I, I'm just I'm astounded on, on everything, man. I, I really am. You mentioned uh Gary Sheffield. He was among those that were leaked out that supposedly he was using PED. Um, uh, Carlos Beltran, who has nothing to do with PED, mm-hmm. but because he was in a cheating scandal uh, with the Houston Astros, right? Now, all of a sudden, now you won't pick him to be in there. Well, my question is this. Who's doing all the voting? The baseball writers. The okay. senior writers, right. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that really needs to change because it's pretty much saying, "Hey, I'm going to vote this guy because I like this guy. This guy's this guy's being squeaky clean. This guy never gave me an issue. I never had to write a story on this guy in a sense." I think because it, it's, uh, it's sometimes it's probably the popularity. I don't know. Like like there's different standards, you know, and no one really can figure out exactly who it is. Unless you're paying attention to the people that follow baseball, like the MLB network, you know, like uh, Mark, uh, who's his name? Um, McGriff, Fred McGriff. Uh-huh. He got voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He played first base, right? This guy was one of the best first basemen of all time in Major League Baseball. But the baseball writers did not vote him in. Vote him in. It was a contemporary uh, Hall of Famers. That put in the ballot to got to to vote him in, but he it, it should have never gone that far. Okay, and I think the baseball writers got it wrong and not making him. Now, you look at uh, the other sport. Let's look at the NFL. The NFL always have a team. When I say a team, like there's a lot of people that get invited every year into the Hall of Fame. Baseball has more more players than football. You're talking about a 26-man roster, right? And at times you do trades and everything else. You bring in somebody else in there. And then the month of September, you got like 40 personnel and everything else. But the thing is, you have nine men playing that position, the 10th one being a designated hitter, right? You got a farm system. You got all kinds of stuff. And you mean to tell me that there are certain years that you don't you don't induct anyone? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like that, every year, someone should be in the Hall of Fame. There's just too many people. Too many. You want to talk about elite? I think they need to do a better job when it comes to identifying elite. Now, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, they've been in the battle for 10 years. They didn't get picked. And we understand the PED, which Barry Bonds never got caught. It's all like this and that, or he, whatever the drama was about that is just the numbers does prove that he was probably using something, right? But he never got caught. Right. Roger Clements with that scandal and everything else, I could say there's proof because of his rage, especially when he was wearing the Yankee uniform, right? Um, but other than that, I mean, you take away the PED, they were already Hall of Famers. So why are we not recognizing them when there were Roger Clemens well, the, hold the held the record for 20 strikeouts in a game? He was a six-time Sanya Young Cy Young Award winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy was already awesome. He didn't need to do anything. Barry Bonds, when he was with the Pirates, awesome. You know, but again, like uh they take it away. A lot of people be like, hey, forget it. And then also. Pete Rose. Pete Rose was gambling. Which is worse? PED or gambling? I think the PEDs would be worse. Well, I guess Baseball says otherwise because Pete Rose is still banned from baseball. He's still banned from being voted into the Hall of Fame. No, he's but yeah, he's the all-time, all-time hits. He leads yeah, all-time hits, right? He's the only one that hustled at every base, everything. There's no one like Pete Rose. He is the number one player of Major League Baseball. Better than Babe Ruth. Better than anyone else that you want to mention. That was that guy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, come on, man. This is year 2023 now. You know, and back then we were talking about, hey, this is 2020. And we keep continue every time Baseball Hall of Fame pops up. What about Pete Rose? And yet we still can't get this guy to get that band lifted so he could be in the respected Hall of Fame. He's never going to be in there, man. That guy's going to die trying, man. And actually, and now you think he's tried anymore. He's like, I think he's giving up. He's like, you know what? Forget it. It's not going to happen. I thought this new commissioner was going to do something and be like, go ahead, man. But I think there's that, that moth, that baseball mafia going on to where it is, is what they want. You know, and and the fans know who's great. Andrew Jones, that dude was solid in the outfield, man. This guy won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves in 95. You know, and then, of course, you know, at the end of his years, you know, you start getting old, man. So, but uh, I'm looking at this list. Um, Francisco Rodriguez was one of the best closers. He wasn't like Manny uh, Mariano Rivera, but he He was up there. He, he played, played for the Angels. The for the Angels, okay. Right. Um, Jeff Kent was solid with the Giants. Uh, Gary Sheffield, man, that dude, like I said, it's, he was the most dangerous hitter even beforehand. That dude had a swing like he was always swinging for, for the fences. Always. Um, that, I mean, always. I, that I remember. I mean, I saw him play a couple times when he played with the Marlins. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I obviously remember his name. But he, he was a good batter. Todd Helton. And here's another thing. Todd Helton had an advantage because he played for the Colorado Rockies for his whole career. But 
being in Colorado is a high altitude, uh-huh. right? And I'm always left wondering if he would have moved to another team, would he play the way he played? You know, but it is what it is. But he ended up with 72%. Scott Ronnie 70 said, you got to have over 75, 75 or more to make it to the Hall of Fame. I think it's ridiculous just to have Scott Rowland. Why not 70%? I, I just all I'm saying. The numbers don't jive for me for someone to make it to the Hall of Fame. But uh well, I just having one it, or having none is just not good enough for baseball. It's it's not. I mean, that's that's what I find crazy out of it. You know, it's like you said earlier, the comparison, you know, with the NFL, okay, who has a squad of people go go in every year. Compared to baseball, you have one person this year. I think last year was it last year that they had one or or none. I know there last was year. Couple. Last year they didn't have anybody. I remember because I I believe we had kind of the same discussion last year on on one of the shows that it's like how are you not going to excuse me how are you not going to vote anybody in? Right. You know I think every year you should have at least. You know, if let's say baseball, right? Because baseball is only mm-hmm. doing one or two a year, so have maybe five, six. You know, don't make the standard so far high up where these good players that were good are right. not going to make it because your standards are all the way up here, which is pretty much untouchable. Absolutely. And now next year. Uh, I'll, I'll read you some names that's going to be eligible next year. You ready? Uh, Adrian Beltre. Okay. Bartolo Colon. Now he's suspect a little bit. I mean, he tried to stay until he was 45 years old to pitch. But but then you got Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, that dude was a, the best, one of the best power hitters. He's also was a gold glove winner. Matt Holiday. Uh, Victor Martinez, who was an all star catcher. Okay. Um, we're moving down to Chase Utley, which again, he was with the Phillies and Dodgers dude was nasty. And I'm mentioning, and David Wright from the Mets, these guys were awesome in their era that would that deter, uh, what's his name? Um, I even forgot his name. I bendito. Hold on for a second. I lost my place here. Oh, Todd Helton to reach the hall of fame. Because remember, you got the same voters, right? And you you, when you add more people in there, will he make that 72 or will that percentage drop? Because the other guys come in. They also got to get some type of voting. And they're better players. And that's what's wrong with this Hall of Fame stuff, man. It's like they were almost there to get chosen. And then when the next list comes, you know, you don't push that guy to win it. Somebody else is going to take over. So it's like right. uh, it's it's a popular vote. Now I'm gonna tell you much. right now the first ballot Hall of Fame will be Ichiro. If you remember him, he played for Seattle for a long time. His first 10 seasons in the major league baseball, he's batted over 300 and every season he hit over 200 hits. Okay, and he was an all-star every single year. So there's no way that that guy does not make it first time Hall of Fame. He has to. For 2025, but uh, I don't think next year. I don't think anyone's gonna make it. I really don't. I I, I don't even know what to tell you because 
it's you have such a bad turnout, right? Because that's what I call it. It's a bad turnout. It's a bad turnout for baseball all the way, man. Like, one, they're changing the rules of baseball starting next season, right? Bigger bases. Um, they got a clock for the pitcher now. So, like, which I think that's good to have a right. clock for the pitcher because so I think, and then no, no more shifts. The shifts are gone. What do you mean, shifts? You know, so like if you're a left handed left handed batter, right? So what they did was they left the third baseman somewhere where shortstop is, and everybody else moves over to the right side of the field. Right. So you have your first baseman, second baseman, and shortstop between first base and second base, and in the outfield. You have maybe that left fielder playing from left to center, and the right. other two are in the far right. Uh -huh. So that's the shift. Well, right. now they're getting rid of that. Why? You know? That's strategy. Yeah, but for their eyes, it's like, well, their averages are down. A lot of people are striking out. Like, so they 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 build it on analytics, and analytics really killed the game, man. They really did. After that, what was that Moneyball, the movie? Like, everyone wants to be Moneyball. How about, like, play the game the way that we traditionally done it, right? Uh, but uh, expect this season to have more stolen bases, you know, with the bases bigger now and wider and everything else. Uh, I think there's going to be more action. But I, at the same time, I feel like more pitchers are going to get hurt. I really do. How much bigger are you going to have the bases? One inch in every side. So four inch, four inches around, in a sense. And and average, yeah. And and I don't know if the mound is going to be extended, but again, it's just uh, uh, there's a lot of changes happening, and and it's and it's going to take time to get used of all the changes. But they're trying to like gain that popularity, gain that uh that action like how it used to be. And I remember baseball was the uh the main sport, but football took over because action, man. Like right now, you go watch you watch the baseball game and you probably fall asleep after the third inning, you know, because it's that boring. And you know what else is boring? The commentators. Yeah. There's no commentators that's going to get you in the game unless it's the playoffs and it's the championship, so every inning counts. I mean, I know? find I find baseball boring, all right? And I'll tell you that my, my stepson plays baseball, okay? I could go watch him play all day, and I'm not bored because Little League is one thing, all right? But now you, so for me to sit here and watch a full baseball game, at my house or even go to a baseball game it's boring <laughs> it's boring. i don't blame you i don't blame you you know i think that the last baseball game i went to was this past year you know and we went because someone gave us tickets we're like hey, you know what let's go we all went i know that mm -hmm. i was on this here looking at my phone and then you got hit with the ball <laughs> no, 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 I didn't get hit by, by a ball. No, I'm what I'm saying is, right. I go to a football game, and I don't even touch my phone. I might take it out and take a picture, but that's about it. Yeah, because there's always action going on. There's, there's so people tackling. You know, they're throwing the ball, trying to get it. You trying to get that first down or or 
or you know there's a scrap in the middle of the game like there's always action something that you don't see in baseball and i totally understand and that's why they added a shot clock because i think you got like 12 seconds per each one and then if they don't throw it on time it's an automatic ball you know so like there's a lot at stake for them to continuously throw the ball and it's different and i don't think that part is going to change because Maybe the guy's going to foul the ball eight times before he actually strike out or get a hit or something. I don't know. But, yeah, that um, part might not change. I mean, right. but the guys that have 12 seconds to throw the ball, hmm. that's not a lot of time. No, I mean, I, I just throw out numbers right there, right? Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, because okay. I think it's 15, maybe. I don't know. I still got to read up on it. But the thing is, is that they do have a shot clock, right? Like basketball and, and, and football, right? They got a clock where be, you better throw the ball before it hits zero. That's that, that's what it what it boils down to. But uh, but originally, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, I think they ruined it, man. I think it, and it's different where I was little and I used to watch my 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 peoples, you know, like make it there and it was well deserving. Now it's like, who who are these people? They weren't elite when I was watching them. They were great. But in that era, there was always someone better than them. And I think they need to get recognized. So, but I'll leave it like that for now. So, let's see. I, I'm looking at this. On opening day 2023, uh, after opting out of his best contract, he'll have only 15 seconds. There's some pitcher. have only 15 seconds to throw a pitch. That's the new standard for pitchers when the bases are empty. When runners on the number moves to 20 seconds if the clock reaches zero before 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 he chucks the pill it's an automatic ball so you're telling me he has 15 seconds to throw the ball with nobody on base Mm -hmm. and 20 seconds to throw the ball if there's people on they probably added a five seconds because if the guy's at first base you know the pitcher has an option to throw it to first base, but he's also limited to throwing it to first base too. That's another rule that they were, they were adding because they got to keep the flow of the game going and they want to shrink the time. So instead of watching a four hour game, now they want to push it towards less than three hours. Okay, right. Of course. So let's mm-hmm. see. As for the batters, they must be in the box, ready to rock with eight seconds remaining. If they're not, an automatic strike will be called. Hitters are allowed one clock resetting timeout per plate appearance. Mm-hmm. That's true. With runners on base, pitchers are allowed just two. That from the rub, from the rub, just two decim. Can't even fucking read that word. Doesn't whatever. It's okay. It's okay. From the rub, they may pick or step off a total of two times. Okay. So they may they could step off the plate twice mm-hmm. off the rubber, right? Okay, so you know what it sh- it does shorten the game. Mm. I we're gonna give it that much. It does speed up the gameplay though, you know. But that's gonna be pretty pretty interesting on how that's gonna work. Pretty cool. I think uh, I might watch the first game just for, yeah, you know. Hey, I got one more before I leave. Right, I know we've got? been here for an hour. So did right. you hear? Did you mention about the 
Did we talk about the six-year-old that shot the teacher on your show? I think we spoke about it last week. You did, right? Did we? So yeah. I'm reading this, and if correct me if I'm wrong, the school board votes to cut ties with the superintendent weeks after six-year-old allegedly shot the teacher. The superintendent. Ain't that crazy? Why? Like, like it, was it a superintendent that uh shot the person or uh, what's going on there? So watch this. I'm reading this and it says the school board voted Wednesday evening to oust its superintendent weeks after a six-year-old allegedly shot a teacher in one of the district schools. And on the same day that teacher's lawyers said school administrators were warned that the child had a gun the day of the shooting. Okay, that's a little skeptical there. Still, I don't understand how that's related to the superintendent. Yeah, the, new, I, the, the Newsport News Public Schools Board voted five to one in favor of separation agreement and severance with the superintendent. Uh, right, uh, the teacher's lawyer alleged earlier Wednesday that the school administrator had multiple warnings about the boy the day of the incident. So this boy had a lot of issues. For what I'm understanding is, is that the boy had a lot of issues. Probably, probably used vulgar language because he probably learned that at home. Or used like whatever it is about, oh, I got a gun or whatever it well, is. You know the, what I'm the child, the child, from what I remember reading, and I don't mm -hmm. have the story in front of me, but the child was some type of special needs child also okay where mom and dad were always walking to school or walking into class or something like that you know so there, there was stuff like damn i i, I want to use the right wording so i i don't get banned mm -hmm. you know but <laughs> you know the the kid had issues Okay, he had problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I know that I read it somewhere. Let me hold on, because I know we spoke about it, and I had I had I had an article that I when I when I saw it, you know, so as so as an educator, you know, my job really is like when the kids come in. Not besides being the educator in the classroom is that I'm always observing what's going on in the hallway. I don't, there's no hangouts. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you come to school, drop your stuff, let's go. Let's get ready to work. And we got a routine going. So there's no, I won't say there's no bags allowed in the school, in, in the classroom, but you, why would you need bags if all your stuff is already in your desk? You know what I mean? So it's not like, uh, and I can say I can't speak for other schools and stuff like that, but I'm saying in an elementary school, like the books stay there, you know, they got Chromebooks and stuff they could take. Mm -hmm. So that way they could work on some apps like math or work on writing or whatever, whatever they, it, it needs to be done. But, you know, like, you know, follow the routine. You know, and, and then I have to left the question is like, what about the, what did the principal do? You know, she's in, the principal, and I would say she is, whoever it is, 
is responsible for the school. Right. Was was there any safety in place and stuff like that? I would like to know the, the whole entire picture, you know, because in, in in the in the building that I work at, like you have your staff members and everybody, we're in the hallways. We're we're observing every child. We say good morning and this and that. We walk on because we want them to feel safe. We want them to be happy to always return back. You know what I mean? And so, and, and we don't hesitate to report when we hear stuff. You know what I mean? That's the one thing. You just can't be afraid. You got to do your duties. You know, we we we, we have, uh, what's that called? We are required to report certain things, certain right. words. So whatever it is, even if it's behavior issues, because you got to keep that classroom flowing. You know what I mean? Of course. So. But you should never be too busy for anything. So I'm just curious to see how far this goes. Will the superintendent retaliate and, and sue? You know what I mean? Because. Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, when you really look at it, you can't judge a superintendent. You can't. Fail to act. What is fail to act, though? Because correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am not, but the superintendent is not at that school every single day. No, the superintendent in charge of the whole entire city, district. the district. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that being the case, where is he at fault? Are they trying to fault him because the kid brought a gun to school and there's no measures in place to take care of that? I mean, right. if that's the case, then I could kind of understand it, but I don't because I don't think there's any measures of that in any school. Right. Okay, unless they actually have metal detectors. Okay, because I can tell you that in schools here in Miami, I don't know of any schools that have metal detectors. They, they might, I don't know. But I also know that they're not checked, you know, to walk into the school. Like if my son right now wants to go grab the gun, take it to school, guess what? Knows it or no, unless he pulls it out or he tells somebody. So why says you ready? So this is what trips me out. So this says the school's assistant principal uh, resigned, the assistant principal. Um, then they go on and say that the teacher got shot and was released from the hospital after the bullet went through her hand and into her chest inside her classroom. Right. Okay. Then there's reports saying that according to someone, I'm not going to mention the name, Around 11.30 in the morning that day, they informed the administrator that the, that the child threatened to beat up another child. Okay. okay. That right there, it's already grounds for, yo, come here. We're, let's go talk about it and let's go talk to the social worker or the school psychiatrist. That's, okay. that's, that's how that happened. Around 12.30, another teacher told the administrator that she believed that the student had to put a gun in his pocket and taking it out to recess. But the administrator allegedly downplayed the possibility. Okay. So I'm left. The question is, is that if you believe that the student had a gun, why did we not isolate that area? Why didn't we not move the kids away from that child? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was that thought process? What was that problem solving solution? And even though it's not problem solving, but you're you're mitigating the limited of the risk of other people getting hurt. 
right? And then, then shortly after 1 p.m., the third teacher told the minister that of another child uh, described crying with fear or something like that. Uh, hold on. Had informed the teacher that the six-year-old showed him the gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anybody. Okay. Then the fourth employee then asked the minister for permission to search the boy but was denied. So why weren't the police automatically notified? That should be standard operating procedures. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. I mm -hmm. I don't know who said no for the kid not to be searched. Okay? But I I say like this. If I'm an administrator at a school, I don't care what school it is or what. Okay? If there's a kid that I hear has a gun in his back, Okay, especially a six-year-old, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I don't care what kind of I don't care what kind of adults you are. Okay, active, non-active, short, skinny, fat, you can't move. Doesn't fucking matter. Okay, guess what? Right. You're gonna be able to overpower a six-year-old. Okay, if I'm the administrator and I know about that, oh, the kid has a gun in his bag. Okay, no problem. I'm gonna grab the bag. I'm going to grab the bag. I'm going to grab the kid. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab him. And, and I will tap him down. Okay? A six-year-old is not smart enough to go ahead and grab a gun and shove it down his pants. He's going to have it in his pockets. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you just, you pat down that area instantly. Then grab the bag. Search the bag. If it's not there... Someone's gonna complain. Hey, you know what? This is what I heard. Right. Fire me then. Yeah. For trying to save your child. Grab a witness. Something like, look, I inspect everything that's in my room. Everything in my room is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I don't do messy stuff. But at the same time, you teach them what right looks like, and and again, you keep that normal routine. But uh, when somebody's like, hey, so-and-so is going to do this, someone's going to do that, boom. I don't care if it's a joke or not. You take that seriously, and you notify the parents right away, you know. And, and again, I love the, the place where I'm at because everybody reacts quick. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if someone's absent, there's always the next person in charge, and which is brilliant. We're not waiting. We're not playing the waiting game. We deal with the situation because that's automatic. You know, and we and, you know, those professional development, those times, you know, we don't take time away from the, the, the students. That's another thing that I that I like is like the kids always have their education and most most districts, they have their professional development that automatically is a day off. Not where I'm at. You know, we stay after school and get more, you know, training, you know, it has its benefits and it doesn't. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like. You, we discussed those things. What happens with this happen? Was part two? Was part three? And me, I'm always that SOP type of guy. You know, when everyone's like afraid to ask, I'm gonna, hey, show me on paper what's A, B, and C. And if this doesn't happen, what happens next? I need to know. I don't go blind or nothing like that and be like, I'm gonna assume this is gonna happen. No, 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 no. That's not the time. You know, and um. Anyways, 
and this situation, I think I think the staff, the administration, whatever they 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 failed. They really did. Well, I I ran the same article you were reading, and I was kind mm -hmm. of skimming through it, and yeah, it's a complete failure all around. I mean, look, that a kid tells another kid, "Hey, I'm going to kick your ass," or "I'm going to beat you up," whatever it is. Yeah. You okay. Let me know. And and the other kid reports it. Then okay, fine. You know what? You got to take care of that real fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like, hey, what's going on? Okay. Now the fact that he showed the gun to another child, okay, and that other child reported it, that's where you got a problem. Did he say what type of gun it is? I think it was a 38 Taurus, is what I read in another article. 38. Mm -hmm. Trying to see what, like, what the measurement, uh, a Taurus revolver. Y'all, those are small guns. Small bullet. Yeah. That you could fit in someone's purse. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly, that's where the kid got it from. He got it for, from his mother's purse. You know? Man. That's a tragedy, man. Dude, you know what? It's called not teaching your kids correctly. The fact yep. the fact that a six-year-old knows where to find your gun and knows how to use it, you got a problem. Okay? Absolutely. Because I would tell you this. I, I, on a normal basis, with my kid, you know, with, with both my boys, mm -hmm. I never liked the whole handgun toys. Okay? I never liked them. People would buy them for them. I would grab them. I would dump them. <laughs> they look too real, man. Absolutely. They look too real. No, thank you. Grab it. Dump it. You want to give them a Nerf gun? By all means, give them a Nerf gun. And I think we spoke about it last week. Mm -hmm. Okay? the These new... They're, they're water pellet guns. They shoot water pellets and hit you. Oh, my God. They're called splatter guns. My son has one that looks exactly like an M4. Damn. Okay. So it's one of those where it's like, man, you, if you change the color on it, which you wanted to paint it straight black, I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> Guess what? It looks like a real freaking M4. And if you're in the streets and you're doing something and the cop sees that, they're going to say that that's a threat, right? And then uh person gets shot, and you'd be like, well, I thought you had a real gun. So, Hey, what was the first thing I said when I started the show? This is my sister. You just brought Yeah, she I know. I've seen in. that. Make your All bed. Right. Make my it's bed. Shame on you, man. You should have made your bed, man, before you went out of the show, man. Hey, listen. Yeah, I, I'm with her. I'm with her. I agree with you. Obi, yes, I agree thanks. with you. Obi, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Th thank you for... For knowing the fact that we did this show at last minute. The bed was made, but I jumped in it, Liz. Sorry. You missed yeah. the part where I jumped off my chair and I jumped on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's, there's a big problem there. and I'm sure that they're going to come up with a solution. And there's always that issue where it always have to be worst case scenario so we can learn our, learn our lesson, right? So... 
Thank yeah. you, Yang Yang over here. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Know, that's that twin thing. Mm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It was a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, pedestrians getting hit by cars to Alec Baldwin to Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. voters and talking about this incident here with a six-year-old shooting a teacher and people resigning and people getting ousted. So, again, this, this seems like uh, a reaction instead of trying to look things in a positive and be like, look, what can we do better? So there's a lot of blaming going on, and that's part of the process. And uh, it's going to take some time for everyone to heal and to move on. And from what I read, I think next week they're going to start school again over there. So hopefully yeah. they get something in place. Well, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm i sure they will. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, of course. we live in a world now that tragedy happens and we talk about it. Actually, you know, we're, we're mad about it. We talk about it. We move on. It happens again and repeat. Yeah. This is unfortunately the ad norm is becoming the norm. Yeah, eventually, yep, yeah, that's what happens. You know, so, so we'll see. Anyway. We'll see how we do it. It is what it is. I appreciate you know? it, man. Thank you for thank you for having me on the show. No, hey, man, thank you for coming on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll do more of these shows. You know, on yeah. the fly. You know, I. We'll develop it. We'll make it right. For sure. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, so, hey, look, you might agree with what we're speaking or you might not agree with what we're speaking, but you know what? We're always there to speak it real. We'll catch you next week. Deuces. Thank you for watching. Speaking with you is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast. See you next week.